It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Uh, you know, you uh, clearly must not have gotten very much sleep last night watching that Raiders game of going <laughs> back and forth. Uh, and my, I didn't get. Let me just let me just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get much sleep because of a uh, different work reasons. So uh, we are running on half steam but we are full speed ahead because we are excited to talk about cowboys football today yeah last night was funny because a lot of people who followed me over over the uh off season they they found out i live a a double life landon and that i actually covered (laughs) the raiders too so uh that was quite a surprise for me uh let's talk landon uh about some cowboys news we're gonna get into your guys' twitter questions in just a second uh but jerry jones made a somewhat important announcement earlier this morning Terrence Steele is going to be your starting right tackle in week two against the Los Angeles Chargers going up against Joey Bosa. I think a lot of us projected that it was going to be Ty Niseki. Uh, That's not the case. It's going to be Terrence Steele. What are your thoughts on that? I am surprised. Um, I, I do think that, you know, the thought process here might be that they feel like Steele and Niseki are, are kind of, uh, passing each other in trajectory, you know, okay. where um, maybe Steele is on the rise a little bit. Look, I, I, we heard a lot of talk from uh, Duke Merriweather, who is, you know, one of the best in training these guys, and, and he worked with Ty, uh, Terrence Steele uh, over the offseason. And, um, you know, he raves about him. You know, Duke's going to do that because that's it's one of his guys. His guys, he I, should, I, I right? Told, he should, absolutely. Um, we didn't see so much of the improvement in, in training camp or in offseason. I, I would say that he was definitely better uh, in the from what we saw in the preseason and offseason than he was last year. But I didn't see like a market improvement to the point where I'm feeling greatly confident about his ability to play right tackle for us now, in this game. In fairness to Steele, though, he played a lot of snaps at left tackle in the preseason, yeah, correct? he did. And he looked better at right tackle. And on top of that, I, I – I, I'm not here to bury him because I, I want to say that, you know, a lot, we missed a lot of the tail end of training camp in those first, you know, few weeks of the season. And he was, you know, getting better as it was going. So there's a possibility that they feel a lot more confident than what we've seen. Cause we just, we haven't seen as much of them as he has. Uh, it, it should, it is a little bit nerve wracking to say the least, uh, because we just don't know. All we have is based on what we saw last year, really. So, and that is obviously not inspiring a ton of confidence, but again, that was at left tackle. This is at right tackle. He played more right tackle, I think, in, in the uh, preseason as well. And I also think, like, you know, f- for all the reasons that we talked about yesterday, uh, 
right tackle is a lot easier for Dak to see where the problems are coming from. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can, we can, they can do things to help the the tackles a lot easier than I think at times they can with the guards. So um, I, 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 it's surprising, uh, but I'm not, you know, losing my mind at this point. I, it's obviously, we don't want to see a bunch of one-on-one situations with Bosa and <laughs> no, Terrence no. Steele, but we don't want to see a lot of one-on-one situations with Bosa and Leo Collins either, if he was playing. So no. Um, nope. it's it's just what it is. The Cowboys are going to have to find a way to scheme around one of the best pass rushers in the game. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different directions we can go. But I also wonder, Landon, like, do the Cowboys just want to keep Ty Desecchi in that swing tackle role where, like, if something goes down, something happens to Tyron Smith, they just need to get out of the game. Maybe they feel more comfortable about Ty Desecchi going over there and playing left tackle with limited snaps in practice. Maybe they just like Terrence Steele and they think they can do a better job of doubling or chipping with Steele and Ezekiel Elliott on the side rather than the Seki. I, I don't know. I do. I would say I think I think Terrence Steele got better as the year went on last year, and I know it was a yeah. hard. Oh yeah, it was hard to judge some of it because the quarterbacks are bad. <laughs> Zach Martin got hurt. It's not going to be ideal, but I think they can get away with Terrence Steele at right tackle, assuming they have no other injuries on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the key thing. It's, it's you know, last year was a terrible uh, sample size for, for a lot of different people, and, and I think Terrence Steele deserves to be included in some of that because, you know, not only was he thrown into a situation that was a terrible situation to be thrown in just on a professional level – uh, he was surrounded by guys who were also being thrown into terrible situations. And, and, and so uh, this is a much more uh, accurate look at what we can get expect from Terrence Steele, I think, because this is the kind of situation where you would, you know, work a young player in realistically, not, you know, Hey, you're our starting left tackle now because we lost both of our offensive tackles and our quarterback's gone. Like it's a kind of a more, Okay, we got these guys down for a couple of weeks. We just need you to kind of fill it in. We'll give, we'll provide you some help. We have the ability to provide you some help because we are mostly healthy in other spots of the offense. So, um, I, I think it. I, there's tons of panic on Twitter. I I totally understand it based on what Terrence Steele uh, played last year. Uh, I would not expect that level of 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 play from him, and I, I would not expect that level of problem with the offensive line just because Terrence Steele is in at right tackle uh, while you have the kind of the rest of your healthy offensive line. I also want to remind people that the Cowboys played 16 games with Terrence Steele at right tackle last year, right? Like I think they Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy know how to design a game plan around Terrence Steele at right tackle. That's with a lesser offensive line and a lesser quarterback. I, again, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be perfect. Joey Bosa is probably going to have a sack. There's probably going to be some pressures where he forces Dak to dump it down short or get rid of it. But I think you can still win games with Terrence Steele as your right tackle. That's all I'm saying, right? Yeah, I agree. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. We're back and better than ever with all eyes now turned to the gridiron. Our teams are back on the football field. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of these amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lena, a lot of people want to know, why isn't Zach Martin going over to right tackle with Connor McGovern holding up well last week in week one? Why not move Martin out to right tackle and get your five best guys out of the field? I mean, I think the first answer is that Martin doesn't want to, and uh, and Which I think that a that, lot of people a, a lot of people are wondering why is it up to him? He he's why should the Cowboys just make the move that's best for them? You know, I I, I gotta say, like uh, people didn't seem to complain when the offensive line chose their own offensive line coach a few years, the last two or three offensive line coaches. Uh, you know, I, I think that people either need to trust the offensive line to make the decisions about uh, the, this stuff or not. Um, you know, look, I think that there is a legitimate argument to be made that, that part of the reason that he got hurt last year was because right. he's not used to playing offensive tackle. He doesn't train to play offensive tackle. Uh, he's not cross-training to play offensive tackle. Um, okay. So, you know, this is a five-game situation. This is not, you know, the entire season. This is not – uh, you know, the final five games of the season to try to get into the playoffs. Like it, you know, they didn't, they didn't design for this to be the solution at any point. So why would it be the solution, you know, just because some guy got hurt as, you know, anticipated with their depth chart, you don't design a, a depth chart to not use it. Right. right. Like right. I, I think right. that's the thing is that they don't just kind of disrupt the apple cart because Connor McGovern had a pretty decent game. Uh, and, and showed you that he could be a good backup. I, I think you know you, you put trust that Terrence Steele make could ba- maybe take a step. You put trust in your offense to uh, be able to design the game around you know the 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 the, the defenders that are going against Terrence Steele. Um, this is going to happen on a variety of different positions. We need to be resilient, and we, we need to have backups who can come in and play these positions uh in order in a, in a way that they were practiced uh you can't like you know i understand why we had to do what we did last year uh but it but it it was kind of a, a last result a last right. case scenario and, and it shouldn't be we shouldn't be breaking the glass you know uh, as in they say two? in week two for for yeah. something that is a, a temporary situation so bad over the next couple of games maybe they start to think about it then and maybe martin you know they start out zero and three let's say that uh and, and then they need to figure out something i think that makes sense but not well, at one right i mean honestly i think inseki will get a shot before zach martin will yeah. you I'm have sure. two offensive tackles on this on this roster you're gonna try those guys before you decide to move a guy who doesn't want to move to that position, got hurt moving to that position yep. last year, and probably is pretty angry about the fact that he got hurt playing that position after being forced to move last year. Yep. So uh, I think I would rather have a stable force at all pro to the left of whoever is playing right tackle uh, and then make that work with chips and you know six- and seven-man protections as opposed to trying to jumble things around to you know hopefully get a, a, a best starting five. 
Uh, I agree. All right, let's move on to a different question. This is actually a really good one from Chris, and I'm here curious to hear your answer, Landon. He says, do you know anything about what the Cowboys' plans would be should Mike McCarthy miss a game, whether it's due to COVID or something else? Who do you think would be the quote-unquote head coach for that game? Do you think it would be Kellen Moore? Do you think it would be Dan Quinn? What do you think? That's an interesting question. You know, I mean, they technically have an assistant head coach in Rob. Uh, I can't even remember what his name is right now. Um, you know, it's kind of like the motivational, uh, yeah. you know, guy. Uh, I, I uh, would imagine that, yeah, it would be Quinn would be the, the the head coach in, you know, kind of situation. And it would be Kellen Moore just running the offense kind of autonomously. You, know? you think it could be Bones Fossil? We've seen him be before. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that actually would make some sense just in kind of, uh, you know, again, it, it's sort of like what we just talked about with the offensive line, right? In order to kind of get Quinn to be the head coach, he might have to come down from the booth, uh, you know, to be on the sideline. Maybe you don't want to, like, change so many moving parts. Maybe right. you just need right. someone to kind of fill that in-game management role of, of the head coach and 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 having bones fossil who's doing special teams that's maybe not as required or at least you know it, it's it's a little bit closer to the the ins and outs of what's happening between offense and defense that maybe that's a better solution for you know kind of making those ultimate decisions about, just because he has more bandwidth to do it in the game what about doug newsmeyer the offense, the quarterback coach I think Neesmeyer is a trusted voice. He's he's had some advanced roles in different programs before. You know, the Cowboys look have several different guys on the roster that have either been head coaches, yeah, or you know, Philbin. If you wanted to, yeah, go there, it could be Philbin. Philbin. Yeah, it could be Philbin. Like you know, the Cowboys have several different guys that have done this role, have been head coaches in, in, in at the NFL level and at other levels as well. So uh, I'm sure they have an internal plan. Uh, the good news is that they have choices here they have multiple people here that you feel confident could kind of serve in that role in game and McAdoo no <laughs> he's, busy getting coffee. He's, busy, yeah, he's busy getting the meds for the for the sick coach yeah that's it he's he's fine just in the booth that's that's where he yeah, belongs just, uh all right a lot of people Lena, want to know about the cowboys red zone offense uh we'll just pick this one from at arguing underscore cowboys a longtime fan of the show uh, does the lack of red zone offensive production worry you? It's been a problem for them for a few years now. How do they fix it? Uh, it, I, it, it concerns me the fact that it hasn't been fixed. Uh, I, I do think that um, I do think that they have the elements here to to, to make this work. You know, I, I just think it didn't help not having Zach Martin last week. You <laughs> yeah. know, it didn't. I mean, I think that's certainly a big thing. You know, if you go back and watch the game. Uh, it, it seemed to me that the, the more the issue was missed opportunities just outside of the red zone, you know, and, and, and it's like they had several opportunities to score touchdowns that, you know, either uh, the place. Well, I'll give you an example. I, I got one off the top of my head because I remember mm-hmm. watching it last night. There was a drive where the Cowboys ended up having to kick a long field goal and they missed it. Um, where Blake Jarwin was running down the seam just yep. wide open would have been a walk in touchdown. But Vita Vea got right in the face of Dak, and Dak had to scramble out and kind of just throw the ball away. It's just one of those examples, right? Like just one missed block or one guy getting overpowered just caused a chain you know, of reactions that caused the Cowboys not to score a touchdown. So I think it's not like the play designs are bad. It's not like they have they, they don't, don't have, have a receiver who can win in the yeah. red zone. It's not like they can't run the ball in the red zone. I just think it's week one. I'm not panicking too much about that. I think I think the reason that 
it's it's a worthy topic is that it's been a problem it was a problem last year and and i think a lot of it last year was because of you know personnel and who was playing at different points um but i also think that you know it didn't necessarily show itself as being solved uh in week one so i I, it's a lingering thing i feel confident that they're going to be able to get it back together just because again I trust the play caller. I trust the quarterback. I mean, I, I think they have guys who are great red zone weapons. Um, you know, like look, the Zeke, the Zeke uh, uh, pitch thing. You know, was was just a misplayed by by Zeke. Well, the, the play uh, before uh, that, actually, the play yeah. right before that, Dak just missed Zeke earlier. Zeke, on that yeah, got yeah, Zeke was so open, and there was another one too. I think where was was it uh, where Lamb. Ran it for I think it was like from the twenty yards or so out right and Lamb ran an outright or maybe it wasn't Lamb maybe it was Cooper I can't remember but but Dak got pressure in his face and 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 wasn't quite able to get the throw to him and it kind of one hopped him into the end zone or there it was, there was another fade route to Michael Gallup where Dak just threw it just outside so Gallup made the catch kind of just like one foot out of bounds like yeah they were they're so close to doing it. I, that's why I'm not concerned about it too much. Nah, yeah, not yet. I mean, it's something to keep an eye on because it has been a problem in the past, and the Cowboys need to be good in the red zone. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not hitting the alarm bell yet. Yeah, bring back Des Bryant as wide receiver three, red zone <laughs> specialist, or Rico Gathers. I'm fine with either. Uh, <laughs> or Brown. You know, honestly, I think I think Noah Brown is a guy that they can I, use I here more. You yes. know, that's, so now that he's active, maybe and and you you lose, you've lost Gallup, maybe look for Noah Brown to be kind of a, a big body receiver that they could use down. Well, it, I mean, I don't know if they're going to throw fades and that kind of stuff to him, but where where Brown is really good if you want to use like the play action stuff, you want to do the bootlegs and basically have him like a tight end, just kind of rolling out to the flats. That's where he's really good because he can function as a blocker and he can make plays in the passing game. So I think that's a good call. I also uh, think right, you can right. give him smoke screens and stuff and out really quickly and just see if the cornerback is willing to tackle him because he yeah. may not be able to. Yeah, I mean, and that might be a good one this week against uh, I'm going to say San Diego, the Chargers. I haven't done that in a long time, but the Chargers have some smaller corners. Like if they're going to put yeah. Asante Samuel Jr. on Noah Brown, it's a pretty big size disadvantage there for Samuel. So like, make Samuel try to tackle in space. Make him try to come up and be physical with Noah Brown. It's a matchup I actually like in Dallas's favor. Um, all right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about directtv.com. Uh, it's the TV you love, the entertainment you love without all of the hassle. Direct TV stream brings you live TV and on demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I also want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. 
visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, just a couple more questions, but uh, a lot of people want to know about Anthony Brown. When is it time to give somebody else a try as the number two cornerback? Are you good sticking with him this week? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know what choice you have at this right now. You know, I think unless, unless they're willing to go out and signing somebody temporarily, I, I think obviously the replacement there is is Joseph or Wright, you know, once they kind of develop that point. But right now, Joseph's still on the IR. So I would imagine, you know, at least until after next week, we're going to continue to see Brown. Um, is Wright know, a good matchup in this game with Mike Williams? I don't know that – I mean, maybe I'm going to regret saying this, but I don't know that you really – Mike Williams is someone that we really need to worry about. Like, My guess I, is they're going to put digs on Mike Williams just to have the size there and then try to maybe put a couple guys on Keenan Allen. That's what I would do is put is, – is just eliminate Williams from the equation with, with digs and then just – you know, the old Bill Parcells, right? Like uh, lock up lock up their best receiver uh, with a guy that can and then double-team their 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 – you know, oh, sorry. Lock up their second best receiver uh, with when he can, and then double their their best player, uh, mm-hmm. the receiving player. So I think that's probably what they'll have to do with a guy like Keenan Allen. He operates a lot from the slot, which kind of makes him very difficult to kind of keep tabs of and, and try to, uh, uh, you know, s- slow down. But I think if 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 you can find a way to get Williams kind of uh, locked down by Diggs, then you might be able to bracket. Uh, 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 Keenan Allen. Allen. I always forget Keenan Allen's name. Uh, And I guess, you know, one of these guys that just has been one of the best in the league for so long that like he's, he just keeps having injury problems or he's on, he's on teams that have problems, but he's just a guy that, you know, if you watch the game uh, against Washington, you saw he was just able to get open at will and he catches everything. So like I said, you need to find a way to slow him down to stop him. And I don't think that Diggs is necessarily a great matchup you know, with him one-on-one because Keenan Allen will move all over the place and you probably don't want Diggs in the slot as much. So use Williams, use him on Williams and then focus the rest of your defensive backfield on trying to find a way to slow down Keenan Allen. Uh, a couple of listeners want to know, when would the Cowboys consider going out and making a trade for like a, a high caliber starting cornerback? Like, is it when they get down 0-2, 0-3? Is it if Anthony Brown continues to struggle or do you just not anticipate that happening at all? You know, I, I think it's hard for us to anticipate exactly what the breaking point is for them. I mean, look, I, I think it's it's very easy to tell yourself that a lot of what happened last week was that you know, AB a- a- was going against a better AB. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, is that Antonio Brown when he's right and playing well uh, can still play like the best receiver in football? Uh, you know, and even some of the things that we talked about, like the deep pass, the touchdown that that uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, Brown got on on Brown. <laughs> Brown got on Brown. Yeah. Brown, our uh, Brown was expecting safety help there. Mm-hmm. You know, so that so uh, you know some of that stuff was is not only on him. I, I'm certainly not trying to defend him because I think he he did play a pretty pretty terrible game overall. Um, but I think that he has the ability to play better than that. Uh, I think you know this week provides a little bit better matchup for for his skill set. I mean, just because you're not playing, you know, the best wide receiver trio outside of your own, you know, in in football. So, sure. um, I think you get by with it. Hopefully, until Joseph gets to the point where you feel comfortable there. Uh, I, I I think for the Cowboys, it's like they're having they probably have a hard time trying to swing big and and. and it reinvest a whole bunch more without knowing exactly what they have in Joseph because it's just a heavy investment. 
I don't think it's the worst idea just because you can't have too many cornerbacks. But, uh, you know, if, if AB goes out and has another game similar to what he did against kind of, you know, mediocre uh, wide receivers that he's facing, uh, I mean, then it may be time to hit the panic button. I, I thought, you know, look, maybe we should talk about this real quick. I thought after going back and watching the tape, I thought the coverage overall outside of Antonio Brown, Brown was, I mean, <laughs> Anthony Brown was, was good. I thought was was pretty good. I, I actually think that we started to get average safety play, which is something that I'm yeah. I'm Casey, not used I thought to played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think you know that gives me hope that they can kind of work with Anthony Brown and and just kind of give him the help he needs to get us through until Joseph's able to kind of step up and take that role from him. So my just general thoughts as we're kind of talking about what we saw in the all twenty two. Yes, Brown got beat on the one big ball to, to Antonio Brown. Uh, Dan Quinn talked about it a little bit. The safety should have been there. I don't know if that's the case or not because the safety was covering up for Jordan Lewis slipping. So, But that's besides the point. I actually think where the Cowboys got in the most trouble was play action. Like play action yeah. across the middle of the field is where Brady killed them, whether that's Parsons not quite being in the right spot, whether it's Keanu Neal just kind of flying up to the line of scrimmage. Like that's the spot that I'm concerned about, not so much the corners. It's those gaps in the defense. Parsons, I, I I couldn't find a play yesterday when I was trying to rewatch it, but that play where Parsons is like standing next to was it Gronkowski? I think. Yeah. Oh no, no, it was it was uh, it was uh, uh, Fournette, uh, where they're standing next to each other, and Brady is falling down and still throws the football, like that. That could have been a game ender. Like if yeah. if if Parsons had been able to get his hand on, it, or even just yeah. knock the ball down. Um, that could have been a, a really big, you know, game changer. So uh, I do think that the Cowboys need to find a way to kind of clean up the underneath coverage a little bit. Um, but you know, you, you're not always going to play Brady every week, too. So uh, I, I think I think you're playing a really good young quarterback this, really this week. Really good quarterback, yeah. Really good young quarterback, um, and I think he's going to be able to, you know, do some things uh, and make plays for sure. Um, but I also think that the Cowboys can find a way to. Make him, you know, make mistakes and make him kind of give the ball away or, or put the ball in dangerous spots if 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 need be. They were able to do it against uh, uh, Brady, um, and I think they hopefully will be able to do it against Herbert as well. Uh, last thing before we go, Landon, you are an LA guy, uh, best no, coast guy, which I disagree with. Um, how many? What percentage of Cowboy fans will be at that game on Sunday? I I mean, it could be fifty percent. I, I, I don't I know. Was, I might have I, I don't, higher, but I, it could be more than that. I have no idea. I, I mean, honestly, let's be clear. The Los Angeles Chargers are Los Angeles Chargers as a, as a Los Angelite. Um, you know, they played in a soccer stadium last yeah. year <laughs> and they had trouble filling it up at times, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, it, it, the, the Chargers are one of the weirdest teams in the NFL. You know, they're they're a very well built, very well run organization that just has almost no fan base. You know, um, and it's a lot of it has to do with the fact of you know what happened with in San Diego and the way that ownership treated yeah. the fans yeah. and the stadium there. And then obviously they didn't give themselves any, uh, uh, they didn't make themselves any friends by kind of hopping on to the uh, the Rams uh, move to Los Angeles. So. I honestly do think there could be a high percentage of Cowboys fans um, at this game, even though 
the Chargers are are actually a pretty decent team yeah. and should and deserve a, a better home base than they probably a better home base of fans yeah. than they I, usually get. We're going to talk about this game later in the week, but I think the Chargers are going to be a playoff team this year. I think they've got a really good quarterback. The offensive line's good. They might have the second or third best defensive player in football, and his name is not Joey Bosa. We'll talk about Derwin James later in the week, mm-hmm. but. I just remember the Cowboys game. I believe it was in 2013, Landon. Uh, Des caught an unbelievable pass in the end zone. But uh, that game was in San Diego, and it was 90% Cowboy fans there. Do you, do you remember this game? Uh, I was at the game. Were you really? <laughs> yeah, I think if, if we're talking about the right game, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was at that game. Yeah, I mean, it would not shock me if we see a similar crowd to, to that one in this game uh, against the Chargers here in week two. Uh, again, we've got a busy show for the rest of the week. We've got a crossover. we got a preview we're going to do. Uh, so make sure you guys are downloading, subscribing to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.